Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, the podcast where we here chat to those who work in theatre to create the magic that you see on stage. And today I'm very excited to be sharing you my interview with American Jewish director Emma Jude Harris, who is currently directing Jason Sherman's The Retreat, which is at the Fimbra Theatre until Saturday the 13th of May 2023. I loved chatting to Emma a couple of weeks back as she was in rehearsals for the retreat. She joined me just shortly after having an intimacy session with some of her cast and the intimacy coordinator. You'll be able to hear a little bit about that at the start of this interview. Plus, we're just going to talk a little bit about the retreat, plus her background in directing and what she has in terms of advice for directors in the future. Plus, as usual, she'll be chatting to us about where her stagey place is, which is at the end of this interview. So, without any further ado, here is my interview with Emma Jude Harris from The Retreat. Hello, Emma, and welcome to The Stagey Place. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Um, It's great to be here. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. We were just talking because you're in rehearsals at the moment for The Retreat, which is at the Fimbra Theatre from the 25th of April until the 13th of May. Emma, you are the director of the show, and we were just talking about you being in an intimacy session at the moment for the show. So talk to me a little bit about what's been going on today with The Retreat. So today, the morning was a closed rehearsal. It was just called with our intimacy director, Enrique Ortuño, and uh, two of our actors and stage management. So I I I joined this interview ever so slightly late because it felt important to, uh, you know, obviously respect the integrity of the closed room. Um, So other than putting up some blankets on the windows, which was a fun morning task, we we were just looking at one of the kind of several plots in the retreat is a kind of Jason Sherman, the playwright, has described it as a love found and lost story. And we were kind of looking at the consummation of love found. And we were doing that with the appropriate facilitator for it. And just kind of looking at those scenes and any moments of contact. And then today we're now going to actually run act two. Because if we blocked it, there's one more page to block. One page left. And yeah. we're done. Yeah. At the time of recording, we're just under two weeks away from the retreat opening at the Finborough Theatre. I just want to talk about intimacy then and having the intimacy sure. coordinator. Why do you think it's so important that we have intimacy coordinators in the business? You know, we talk about it so much on TV, like you say, closed rehearsals, especially in TV, we hear it, we hear a lot about it. And so you only have the necessary people in the room. But why do you think in theatre, it's so important that we have intimacy coordinators? Oh, I think it's, you know, equally important. I think that it's just, it, it's live. It has to be replicated. You know, this is blocking that potentially needs to be, you know, choreographed and then performed over the course of a sustained run. There needs to be multiple options in place for, you know, if a performer is sick or, you know, if anything, or for any reason, it's going to be a no contact run. And And I think that just to have someone who is external and objective and can kind of say, you know, here are our options for this. Here's the vocabulary. You know, we were actually, the actors and I were talking about it on the lift up after the break and they were saying, it's so great. It's so, we're so happy that this is becoming normalized in theater because, you know, you wouldn't do a broadsword fight scene without the fight director. And I think it's the exact same thing. And for a long time, it feels like it was kind of normalized that you just stumble through it. I think that I, really really happy that that is kind of a unspoken norm that we're moving away from 
because why should you have to do that? I think that theater is smoke and mirrors and truth and illusion and can all get so nebulous. It feels really important to have someone there who's dedicated to, to making sure that it's uh, as safe as can possibly be and as replicable. You know, you have a voice coach, you have a dialect coach. Why yeah. not? Yeah, of course, there needs to be someone to ensure that what's happening with people's bodies in an intimate way is, is okay and that no one's doing anything that they don't want to be doing. No, yeah, it is absolutely important. Well, Emma, mm -hmm. obviously you are the director of the show, of The Retreat. Um, before we talk a little bit more about the show, I want to talk about you, Emma, as a director. Sure. So where did the pathway of directing come from? Where did it start? Yeah, so it's really interesting because I originally, 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 back in America as a kid, thought that I wanted to, well, I don't know how interesting it is actually, but I thought that I wanted to perform because it didn't really occur to me actually. This is, I've spoken to people about this before and they've said, oh, I wonder if this is particular to geography. I grew up in Los Angeles. My parents aren't in, you know, insert air quotes, inverted commas, whatever, the, the business. But growing up in LA, I sort of thought that directors first of all, worked in film. And second of all, were kind of bald dudes with glasses who, yeah. you know, sat at the back of a room in a chair and yelled at people. And, and it didn't really occur to me. I, I initially think that I kind of wanted to pursue performing actually opera originally. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll be an actor because opera didn't pan out for various reasons. I didn't realize that that could be my job. And then I did a master's degree in the UK in, in Shakespeare that was not really for me. And that inspired me to go to drama school. And I did a really great course at Central Advanced Theatre Practice, which is a post-grad course. And the head of that course, Nick Wood, said to me, I think you're a director. And I was like, oh, oh, yes, I see. Oh, yes. And it felt so freeing to not have to act yeah. and to not have to have any pressure to ever be a body on stage or perform ever again. And, you know, it's a collaborative kind of making course. And I was sort of leaning towards text work and dramaturgy and directing, but I hadn't really felt comfortable putting a name on it or, you know, saying, I want to be a director. And it was just an absolute blessing that Nick was like, I think that's what you you do and I was like amazing so so yeah I guess you know kind of insert kind of pointed commentary about uh patriarchy but it, it didn't feel like it was an option I thought that if I was going to be involved in entertainment my body had to be on stage rather than you know being someone who's off stage and facilitating other people being on stage safely so uh it was a delightful surprise and I think from there I've sort of just embraced that yeah. And tell me, when you were looking at courses, then you said that you did a course originally mm -hmm. in Shakespeare over yes. in the UK. What was it about the courses and like coming over to the UK that really wanted you to be here? So I came to the UK because, well, Shakespeare, basically. Yeah. I was really interested in the British approach to drama school training. I was really interested in moving away from, I think, in America, there's a misunderstanding of method acting that can lead to a lot of really harmful stuff. And this sort of has to do with how Stanislavski was mistranslated by Adler and Meisner and, you know, all of those 20th century practitioners. But I was really excited by the idea of being in the kind of source of the Bard or you know all that and yeah. I think I have increasingly moved away from a kind of soft power colonial understanding of Shakespeare which is maybe what I encountered on that first degree and towards a you know idea of kind of like dismantling the power structures that are inherent in ideas of like the bard or you know England as the kind of epicenter of kind of like certain 
culture of writing but initially that was very much the draw it was like oh I want to go live where Shakespeare lived I want to be at the stage where Shakespeare you know wrote and and then I've I've just stayed here since because I trained here and I think that in a lot of ways collaborative and devised theater scene there's more of a pedagogy than there is in America and yeah. then also I think the actors coming out of the UK it's just a scene I find very exciting so yeah stayed yeah. with the help of a lot of visas and a lot of crying <laughs> over visas yeah yeah. So let's talk about The Retreat then. It's written by Jason Sherman. What was it about Jason's writing that really appealed to you and wanted to come on board as director? The play is kind of very funny. It's like gallows humour. It's, I think, very Jewish. I'm Jewish. Big part of my practice and my identity. And that really definitely drew me to it. I think also feels very interestingly, it was written pre-Me Too, but I think it's interesting to revisit it post-Me Too because it's yeah. kind of about gender and power and how we make art under a capitalist framework. And I was very excited to see what the kind of historical kind of, in a sense, now a period piece. It was, you know, premiered in 96, set in 93, doing it in 2023. So looking at it, what's that, 30 years after it's set, yeah. how kind of the themes around, you know, just how we make art had, uh, how, how time had changed things. I, I also was very interested in some of the kind of geopolitical content and some of the stuff around the idea of being Jewish in the diaspora. But also it was just really funny. That's great. So tell me a little bit about what the retreat is about then. So it's about Rachel Benjamin, who is a Hebrew school teacher in Toronto. She's the daughter of Wolf Benjamin, who is a Holocaust survivor. But it is funny, I promise. She's writing a screenplay about a 17th century mystic named Sabbatai Zvi, who actually thought he was Messiah. She's writing the screenplay. She gets accepted onto a retreat, which brings her into contact with the other two characters who are David. David Fine and Jeff Bloom, a producing, a Jewish producing duo. David is kind of mentoring on this retreat that Rachel is going to be a participant on. She's meant to be workshopping her screenplay. She's not had any training as a screenwriter. And she enters into a kind of relationship with David that is both professional and romantic. And then Jeff kind of for various reasons gets involved in giving her notes so she's kind of workshopping wildly different and in fact opposing versions of the screenplay based on the notes she's getting from these two quite powerful men who are you know supposedly senior to her things fall apart the center does not hold and the relationships kind of play out in very interesting ways and it's just about these four people and we kind of get a Shakespearean sense of like we go to the green world of the retreat and we're in nature and it's amazing and we're away from the city but then we have to go back to life and how are, how did their lives change after this week so talk to me about bringing this script into the room then as a director mm. how do you work as a director with scripts I think that my process is quite dependent on the project at hand because I work across a lot of different mediums and genre I do a fair amount of genres um, I do a fair amount of opera. I'm quite interested in like deconstructing restoration and early modern theater. And then I also work in new writing and sort of 20th century, I guess, you know, kind of classic texts, again, insert inverted commas. So based on what it is, the first week of rehearsals and kind of any sense of table work really, really varies. You know, if it's something that's kind of more period or that's kind of written in a heightened language, that first week is really in-depth research and like literally going through and translating every word of the script and we kind of do that collectively and I, I often work with a collaborative edit 
So the entire cast and team will work together to sort of decide, oh, this joke maybe didn't age well. I wonder, what do we do about that? And, you know, I think that's true whether you're doing an Afrobane play and that's also, you know, that's true in Shakespeare, but that's also true with something that was written 28 years ago. Mm. So with this, I got Jason's blessing in advance to make a couple of very small edits and they happen to actually be the things that the actors brought up in the room during week one. So that was a very happy uh, coincidence. So I guess we just kind of started by reading the script, contextualizing the kind of politics, world building. We're very lucky to have a company that is both North American and not. I'm a company that is includes some Jewish cast members and some cast members who are not Jewish. And so there's been a lot of kind of bridging the gaps to make sure that everyone has the same amount of context, whether or not, you know, they're leading directly from lived experience. So I think week one was really just about, yeah, kind of leveling the playing field and understanding the world. And then we started, we started blocking, I think three days in. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. It's nice to see that merge. Like you say, when you've got different people from all different backgrounds, to like really understand the text of the show. Uh, is really important. Mm. So why don't we talk about the people on the team then of the retreat? Who have you got on board? So we have an absolutely amazing cast. We have Jonathan Taffler, kind of legend and uh, luminary. He was in Yentl, which is amazing. We've got Jill Winternitz, who is an American actor, just so exciting and stellar. We've got Michael Felcher, who is a Jewish American based in the UK, who's playing the role of Jeff. And then we have Max Reinhardt in the role of David Fine. And it's been a very exciting kind of, I guess, melting pot of different lived experiences and backgrounds and kind of cultures all just meeting in the room and, you know, kind of generational experiences, upbringings, all of the above. Yeah, that's our cast. They are stellar. So we have Alice Whitehead is our designer who is amazing, has just opened a show at the park. And she actually reached out to me, which was lovely. I think we'd followed each other on Twitter. And then she was like, I saw you're doing this thing and it looks very interesting to me. We've got Enrique Ortuño on Intimacy. Adam Munson is doing production mapping. Yeah. We have um, Chang uh, Kang, who's doing production design. Leah Blomberg is helping Michael with producing. They're all great. Yeah, it's also really exciting that you're just talking about Alice then, who's been on the podcast. So when Snowflakes was hey. originally on it, the old Red Lion... And now, obviously, yeah, they opened a couple of days ago with their previews of Snowflakes at the Park Theatre. Yeah. yeah, so it's really exciting that she is now designing the retreat. Yeah. So you're obviously a couple of weeks away from opening, so you must be getting into tech rehearsals, you know, quite mm-hmm. soon at the Fimbra Theatre. What are you most excited for about stepping into the Fimbra and bringing the rehearsals where you are now into the building? Yeah, I think I'm really excited to have our set and to see how kind of the multimedia aspects play out. We in week one were using like a, a tape gun as a 90s phone. And so it will be absolutely amazing to be, I think something else to say about Alice's design is that she's done a very interesting job of creating a constrained interior world and a, you know, kind of expansive exterior. So yeah. we get a sense of nature and also a sense of this kind of tiny space. And I think it will be really useful to not just have the tape on the floor, but to actually be able to experience that contrast of scale and small and big. I think will help all of us to see how that plays out. And it will, I think, really enhance the theme. So I can't wait to, yeah, just be in situ with our with our set. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's talk about then 
the show is going to open and audiences are going to come and see it. What do you want audiences to take away from the show? I hope that it creates a dialogue about gender and power and also a conversation about the pressures towards commercial making that we kind of in a time of cuts to arts funding and in a cost of living crisis that it, it kind of creates or contributes to the discourse around whether we're making the art that we think is profitable or if we're making the art that we find spiritually exciting, not spiritually in a religious way, but, you know, that kind of engages our souls. I also hope that it leads to some conversation about Israel and Palestine and just kind of what justice means long term in that region, which is obviously a very big one. But I, I think that the play presents a lot of different viewpoints in a really nice, nuanced way. So, yeah, those those things. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's really exciting. Exciting and sounds like a really incredible show. So thank you, Emma, so much for coming on to talk about the show. I've got two final questions for you. My sure first thing. is advice that you might have for anyone who's listening to this episode. Maybe they are an actor or looking to become an actor and are waiting, you know, maybe trying to find that pathway into directing or it's aspiring directors listening to this podcast. What mm -hmm. advice would you have for them? I think... That I would say, first of all, get in touch with people, polite, respectful, cold email sent through the proper channels, I think never hurt anyone. And I think that, you know, just trying to reach out and to connect to the people that, that you respect more often than not, they'll meet for a coffee. And that's just absolutely huge. And then I think the other thing is this piece of advice felt easier when, you know, there was the National Theatre, like the Travel X scheme or the 15 pound tickets, but, you know, RIP to see whatever, whatever you can. And that doesn't necessarily need to mean going to London and, you know, sitting in the really nice seats that can be watching yeah. things on digital theater that can be you know watching things online it can be anything but I think that just to like take in as much stimulus about theater and to form really strong opinions I think that I probably had very strong taste before I had strong craft I was like oh I hate that that's terrible that's outrageous <laughs> and like you know then the thing that's been useful in the past couple of years is and through drama school and training is like actually learning how to not just have have a very strong point of view but to actually you know be able to have the technique to create work as well yeah. but I think a big thing is having a sense of taste and that comes just from the experience of watching lots and lots of stuff and again I think that were theater tickets more affordable that would be easier advice to follow and I'm sorry that it's currently not the case um, but I think that you know digital theater drama online whatever there are amazing resources so yeah just just watching stuff and then also yeah emailing people yeah absolutely like you say it's, there's no harm in it is there it's, like you say mm. you have that polite email that sort of advice has come up quite a lot from directors who have been yeah. on you know people are open to having conversations you know sitting down for a coffee you know wherever's best if locations match up because it is just nice to talk and to find out you know what 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 to do so it is I think it's a really important piece of advice Emma, we're coming on to our final question of the podcast now, and it is the title of this podcast, and that's The Stagey Place. Oh. What I love to know about all of my guests, every guest who has come onto the podcast has been asked whereabouts their stagey place is. So for you, Emma, this could be a theatre in the UK, in America, somewhere that's inspired you. You know, it can be a theatre where you saw one of the best pieces of theatre that made you think, maybe I could become a director. Maybe it's Nick over at Central who 
inspired you because mm -hmm. it doesn't just have to be a location it could be a person it could be a rehearsal room where you make your work or you know it could be the place where you're reading these plays and going I love the direction I love you know what I could do with a play like this so Emma Jude Harris whereabouts is your stagey place it's such a good question. I grew up in Los Angeles, but I saw a lot of really exciting theater at the Old Globe in San Diego. Yeah. And I think researching the Old Globe maybe led me originally to research the, you know, Shakespeare's Globe in the yeah. UK, which then kind of led me down a multi-decade path of Anglophilia from which I am now recovering. So I, I think that, yeah, I, I just remember it's an open air theater and you can sit outside during the summer, similar, you know, to, to the Globe here. And I remember after, I think it was, it was one of Shakespeare's comedies that's not very funny, but I do remember, which is, you know, that could be several of them, yeah. but um, an actor who I absolutely loved, who'd been in a, a John Doyle production of Sweeney Todd that was on Broadway that I found very, very, very formative as, as a young person. He came and he sat on an audience member's lap next to me. And I remember being like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Toby from Sweeney Todd. And he's literally just like breathing the same air as me. Like obviously right. with COVID, this feels different, but it was so exciting and thrilling to be kind of proximate to his acting and to like be able to see kind of in natural light what he was doing. And I just remember that being very exciting. So I guess, yeah, Old Globe in San Diego, if they want to hire me, they doubt, I don't know if they, they are listening from across the ocean, but hello, Old Globe. Yes, I hope that's a suitable, a suitable answer. Yeah, no, that's a perfect answer. And what I really loved is that story. You know, the idea that you were just like reliving that story whilst telling that answer was wonderful. It's it's really nice to, you know, see people answering that and going back, you know, back in time, whether or not that's childhood or recent or, you know, COVID times, wh wherever it is, like, you know, to hear people's responses to that question is really important. So Emma, that brings us to the end of the podcast now. Thank you so much again for coming on to talk about the retreat. Once again, it's on from the 25th of April until the 13th of May at the Finborough Theatre. We'll have all of the ticket information and more about the show over in our episode notes wherever people are streaming this episode. But for now, Emma, thank you for joining me on your lunch hour and I will see you soon. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. And there we go. That was my interview with Emma Jude Harris, the director of The Retreat, which, if you still want to catch it, is on at the Finbra Theatre until the 13th of May 2023. It was also really lovely to discover that Alice Whitehead is the set designer in this show. I spoke about it in the interview, but we interviewed her a couple of years ago, along with Oliver Graham, who were both working on Snowflakes, which is also currently being staged right now at the Park Theatre. So once again, I'd love to thank Emma so much for coming on to the stagey place if you'd like to learn more about what we do aside from publishing the podcast you can follow us on our social media channels instagram and twitter both the same handles at the stagey place but for this podcast until next time my name's Benelli. i hope you're keeping safe and staying stagey goodbye